Welcome back to the Sammy Show. I'm your host, Sammy. Back with another episode and a reaction on the Super Bowl game between the Eagles and the Chiefs. As the Chiefs defeat the Eagles 38-35 on an instant classic. Probably one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in recent memory. And probably a game that we're going to be talking about throughout the years. Especially with some controversial plays. And especially on that first one. And I think that's what we're going to start off with. A lot of people are blaming the refs because of the outcome. I don't recall where the Chiefs were at on the field when the play was done. But of course with that holding call, the ball was moved pretty damn close into the Eagles territory. Before that huge run by by Mc, uh, McKinnon. Before he slid, and of course, the ran time the time ran out. They scored the field goal. They won. Yada yada. But that holding call. Do I like the call? No, I did not like the call. This ref is known for being a ref, and his team for being a team that throws flags very consistently. But this game was very clean. Um, nine nine penalties. Uh, six, if I'm not mistaken, six from the Eagles and three for the Chiefs. And the, these, these refs were really swallowing that whistle and not blowing it throughout the game until that play. If you really sit there and, and watch the play, like pausing the play, yeah, you could see a little uh, you know hold from Bradbury. But if you see on real time, you, know, you really can't see it. I believe that they shouldn't have called that play, uh, that penalty. But we shouldn't blame the refs for scripting the game or being the reason why the Chiefs won. The reason why the Chiefs won was because of the defense of the Eagles. The Chiefs exposed that defense. And the and when I said about the keys of victory, I said the Eagles defense needs to pressure Patrick Mahomes just like the Buccaneers did in 2021. Pressuring them. Make him uncomfortable. Yeah, his knee was reaggravated with that injury. But Patrick Mahomes came back in that second in that second half and completely dominated and sliced and diced with his passing and the rushing game from that Kansas City offense. There's a reason why Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in this generation that's coming up. But the Eagles defense wasn't just didn't show up. A defense that sacked quarterback 70 times. And they got zero in this game. Zero. They were held in check. Yeah, there were some plays. Like they, were, they were just right there. But right there isn't enough. I'm surprised on their performance. Especially with that front seven that the Eagles had throughout the season. But now many people are like, well, they really didn't face anybody. Which they really didn't. But they still have a very talented team. But we should we have to stop blaming the refs because if your defense is playing two hours and 59, <laughs> 59 minutes of horrible defense, we can't just blame the refs for that last minute. I get it. I understand. 
it's it's in a point of the game that it's very controversial and it's a tight game. I get it. But that defense wasn't sustaining that Chiefs offense whatsoever. And you and anybody could agree that the Chiefs team is probably the less talented team in this game. And we all said the Eagles have the better roster. Offensive line, Eagles side, quarterback, of course the Chiefs. Receivers, yeah, give me the Eagles. Running backs, give me the Eagles side. Defense, give me the Eagles. We all agreed that the Eagles have a better roster. And the Chiefs completely diced them on offense. And the Chiefs probably did the best adjustment in Andy Reid's career. In that first half, I'm not going to lie. I told my girl, holy shit, if this game continues the same way, the Eagles are going to run away with this game. But when you have the best coach in the game and you have the better quarterback... There sure will be adjustments. And there's adjustments throughout the game. And I get that. Peyton Manning once said that changing and adjusting going into the second half is overrated because you do that throughout the whole game. But that half hour with the Rihanna performance and that extra uh, extra time compared to the regular season and postseason, it truly helped the Chiefs out. Throughout the game, A lot of the stats really just go to the Eagles side. First downs, 25-21, Eagles. Passing yards, 302-182, to Eagles. Time of possession, 35-47 seconds to 24-13, Eagles. Jalen Hurts had a better, probably a I mean, I guess a better game. Jalen Hurts, 27 out of 38 for 304 yards, one touchdown. And he rushed a fuckload of those touchdowns, I'll tell you that. But when it mattered the most, I said the Eagles have to stay with their identity and run that fucking ball on the Chiefs. The Chiefs outrushed the Eagles, 158 to 115. And I said the red zone is going to be probably one of the most important keys in this game. And that's where the Chiefs succeed. Four out of five for 80%. And three for five for the Eagles for 60%. The Eagles, despite them having the best roster, the Chiefs managed to outcoach Sirianni and his coaching staff in the second half. I thought this game kind of flipped on his head after that punt return for the Chiefs. I thought the game, I thought the Eagles had control throughout the game until that moment. People will say, Jalen Hurts, I can't believe he fumbled. But right after that, he scored a rushing touchdown. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a flashy game, but he was efficient and great. 21 out of 27, 182, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah, it's not your typical 300 yard game from him. But he for sure showed you why he is the MVP and why he's a better quarterback in this game. Do I believe that this affects Sirianna's coaching job? No. You truly hang. You only you only let the Chiefs score thirty one points on offense. Um, you guys have to recall that the Chiefs scored on that on that Jalen Hurts fumble. The Eagles 
defense is the reason why the Eagles lost. Of course, there were situations that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles should have scored more. And, you know, with that fumble. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They adjusted. They have the better coaching staff. And they ultimately have the better quarterback. But we need to stop using other reasons on why the Chiefs won this game. The Chiefs won it fair and square. The refs weren't the reason why they won. Of course, that that penalty is a little bit weird. And it was probably in the wrong time, at the wrong place. It's the fucking Super Bowl. I get it. But you also have to recall that the Chiefs scored on all four possessions, including the game-winning field goal. The Eagles couldn't stop the Chiefs. And I thought it was going to be the other way around. Steve Spagnola absolutely turned his script around on that defense. And he pressured Jalen Hurts. He made him throw that ball. And I understand. I mean, Jalen Hurts had more passing yards than, than Patrick Mahomes. I get that. But he limited him. The Eagles looked flustered after the Chiefs went up 28-27. to Steve Spagnola and Andrew Reid, this probably was the best coaching job they've done in their respective careers. Now, Patrick Mahomes MVP, two MVPs in the regular season in his career, two Super Bowls. Of course, he lost that one against Tom Brady a couple years ago. A lot of people are already putting him in the, in the third, in the number, in the three spot of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit. He does surpass some quarterbacks like Dan Marino, in my opinion. I think he already surpassed John Elway, Troy Aikman, despite him winning more Super Bowls than him, if I recall right. Yeah, he did actually. I think the best quarterback still in the history of this game, it's still Tom Brady at one, and at two is Joe Montana. If Pat Mahomes still has Andrew Reid for the next, let's just say, 10 years, Andy Reid will be uh, 74, if, I re- if I'm correct. And Patty Mahomes will be what? They said 10 years, he'll be 37. I think Pat Mahomes could possibly maybe reach five Super Bowls. I think he still has three. I think he could still win three more with this Chiefs team. A lot of sources have said that Travis Kelsey wants to stay with the Chiefs. And of course, many receivers will want to play for this quarterback, and many people will want to play for this coaching staff. But having him say, like, oh, he's probably the the third, maybe even arguably the second best quarterback, I think that's just insane. He has more quarterbacks than Aaron Rodgers. Now he's tied with Big Ben, Eli, and Peyton Manning. He's just short against fucking. Joe Montana and and Tom Brady. I think if Patrick Mahomes wins another MVP and wins another Super Bowl, 
you could probably start considering that he's better than Joe Montana. Possibly. Even despite him having a, a less Super Bowl than him. But we're witnessing greatness. And there's a reason why many people are still putting Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. Over Joe Burrow. Over Justin Herbert. Over whatever fucking quarterback you want to put in front of him. I think Patrick Mahomes as of right now is the best quarterback. And I don't think it's even close as of right now. I think the next closest quarterback that's right next to him is probably Joe Burrow. And I was a believer that the Bills were going to be a Super Bowl champion. But we all rode off the fucking Chiefs. They lost Tyre, uh, Ty- Tyron Matthew. They lost Tyreek Hill. Sorensen is trash, but let's just put him in that conversation. We said the Chiefs are going to go downhill now. Now that they're going to hit, they're going to come back to, to earth. I believe that this was the year that we that the NFL could have ca- catched the Chiefs off guard. And we simply fucking couldn't. The Chiefs showed why they're the best fucking team. And they show and Patrick Mahomes proved why he's the best. Now, transitioning back with the Eagles. I'm still very high on them for next year. There's going to be some free agents. Bradbury, if I'm not mistaken. Fletcher Cox is probably going to be one as well. Jason Kelsey. Cal- uh, There's a chance that he might retire. Miles Sanders, I think he's a free agent as well. There's a lot of moves that they need to consider, right? But if you compare all the NFC teams to the Eagles, the closest one is the 49ers. And I get the 49ers being a little bit salty about the game, but if you really watch that game between the Eagles and 49ers, despite having Brock Purdy, despite having Jimmy Garoppolo, despite having Trey Lance, despite having the whatever play you want to have there, I think the Eagles would have ran through the fucking 49ers, whatever quarterback is back there. But I still believe that the 49ers and the Eagles have almost a similar, pretty much a similar fucking roster. However, the differences between those teams is the quarterback and the offensive line. Where are the games won? I believe the game is won between the trenches, the O-line and D-line. The Eagles have the better offensive line compared to the 49ers. Yes, they have Trent Williams, but that's just one out of five. The Eagles have a Hall of Famer at center. Two very good guards. They got Lane Johnson on the other side and they have the Australian former rugby player. I can't, Maliato, on the other side. They have a solid tight end, such as like the 49ers. Rushing game. The 49ers, in, in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you could plug in whatever running back you want. And the Eagles proved that the Miles Sanders had a breakout year. If he leaves the Eagles, I think he'll still plug in another running back in that team. They will still run the ball as efficient as they did this year, rushing over 2,500 yards. Defense for the front seven on both sides is incredible. I believe the 49ers' D-line is a little bit younger. I get that. But the Eagles are winners on that front seven as well. 
the cornerback position and safety position is pretty much identical. Teams did throw the ball on those two on those two secondaries. They're almost the same exact thing. The difference between both teams is the quarterback and the O-line. I think those two teams are neck to neck. However, after that, who can you truly compare to those two teams? Dallas? Dallas is limited with Dak Prescott. The Vikings. Their defense was probably one of the worst defenses we've seen in recent memory. The Giants. Daniel Jones is still a fucking question mark despite him going to the playoffs. Not questioning Brian Dable's uh, coaching job because he did a fantastic job in New York. But Daniel Jones, really? Is that the quarterback you really want to go up against? The Eagles who just blew them out of the fucking waters in the playoff game 38-7? to What's the next best team after the 49ers? I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers and Eagles met up again in the championship game of next year. I think the Eagles should be fine. A lot of people are freaking out about it. Is this team going to break up? What's going to happen? I think they're still going to be a fantastic team next year. With the AFC is a little bit different. The Chiefs are still going to be the big dogs on that side. But you also have the Bengals with Joe Burrow. You still got the Bills with Josh Allen. I guess you could include Justin Herbert and the Chargers in there. These two teams are going to be on the top of their divi- on their divisions and, pr- and their conferences in the coming up years. Especially if they keep these two quarterbacks in check, which the Chiefs already are. Now we have to wait on, on Jalen Hurts if, they, if he's going to stay with the Eagles. Which I believe so. Yesterday really proves on why he's that he's that guy. Including myself. I had question marks of him going into the NFL. Did I believe he was going to change positions? No, hell no. He's he's a very solid uh, thrower, of the, thrower of the ball. He has probably one of the best deep balls in, in the fucking NFL. Pause. That didn't sound right. But you know what I mean. But today, well, yesterday, we witnessed probably one of the best Super Bowls in recent memory. As a fan of football and martial arts, I believe I won. We should be grateful for these moments, guys. Yeah, the refs, the refs from the Eagles, I get it, guys. I get it. Maybe because it's, it's not the Packers in the Super Bowl. And maybe I'm not understanding that. But we won as fans. Now that the fucking season's over, and it really pisses me off, because now what are we going to do for the next six, seven months? Right? Uh, No more fucking Thursday night football. No more fucking Sunday night football. No more Sunday football. There's no Monday night football. But can we really... It's a. It was a great season controversial over here with the refs and then there was a whole situation with Demar Hamlin then we have the whole situation with the Chiefs and Bills if that's gonna be a neutral site if the Ravens and and the Bengals gonna be a little coin toss situation is Aaron Rodgers gonna retire it's a season 
that ended with a lot of questions. But the best team, you know, the best team eventually won. So cheers for another 2022 slash 2023 NFL season. Now, yes, we won't move on to the offseason. In the next coming up episodes, especially in the next one, I am going to go throughout my divisional, like my division winners, who I thought and where I got it wrong and where I got it right. And probably in the same episode, I'll talk about who I had as an MVP, who I had as the offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and etc. But guys, I appreciate you guys for joining me on another podcast, another episode. I appreciate you guys for making my dream come true. And before we leave, cheers for another 2022-2023 NFL season. Now we could kind of enjoy ourselves for the summer. And honestly, my anxiety is probably dead because there's no football. But I'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a, have a great week. And I'll see you guys in the next one.